They say this cat brother Craig is a bad brother. Hush your mouth. But I'm talking about Hatchet. Then we can dig it. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, every Saturday. Who is the Hatchet Man? Where is the Hatchet Man? Who is this Hatchet Man and where can we find him? Okay, okay. Brother Craig is the Hatchet Man and you can find him at WNTW 820The Answer. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, on 820 AM WNTW. Virginia, the big dog is out. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program. Yes, we waterboard that terrace every week, folks, and we we dunk him in the water, and he tells you who this hatchet man is and where you can find him. I'm wondering still, folks, when is the United Nations going to send me my sternly worded letter for abusing that terrorist? <laughs> Welcome to the program, folks, and uh, we have a fantastic, I mean a really, really fantastic program lined up for you today, folks. And, uh, you know, first we want to again send our prayers out to uh, our brother Richard Lee. I was very honored and privileged to sit in for the Lee brothers yesterday uh, as uh, Scott Lee shared with you all uh, before I came on. His brother Richard had surgery yesterday to remove his pancreas. And uh, we just uh, send prayers uh, to the Heavenly Father that he would be blessed and well, have a speedy recovery, and he would be back behind this microphone uh, doing what he does so well. And uh, second thing, my youngest granddaughter, Kimberly Karen Elise Evans, is listening today. She's four years old today, and she wanted to hear Grandpa Hatchet Tell her happy birthday. So happy birthday, little Kimberly. And Grandpa Hatchet is going to do better than better than just say happy birthday to you, sweetheart. I'm going to send to you uh, a birthday prayer, okay? And this the prayer is this, dear, that God will use all the things throughout your life and work them together for good, that through tough times, God will build your character. Through good times, God will keep you grateful. Through testing times, God will strengthen your faith. And through prosperous times, God will enrich your giving. And through all the times of your life, dear, that come your way, may you continue to grow into the faithful person that God desires you to be and enables you to be and, and that Grandpa Hatchet desires you to be too, sweetheart. So happy birthday, little Kimberly. God bless you, and Grandpa will see you later. And, but don't, 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 turn the phone, don't turn the radio off now. You get, <laughs> I know she's only four, but the other grandchildren, they're older. Let them all listen. <laughs> and, folks, we have a, we have a fantastic program uh, today. Later on, we're going to have filmmaker Joel Gilbert uh, at 11. At 1030, we're going to have Caleb um, Taylor with the Virginia Public Policy Institute to give us a legislative update, some uh, uh, some a mixed report coming out of the uh, GA. 
But right now, folks, we have with us uh, a man that I like to call the E.F. Hutton of conservative politics. When Mr. Morton Blackwell speaks, people listen. <laughs> and uh, this gentleman has been a Republican National Committeeman for almost 30 years. Coming up in August is his 30th year. Uh, I am a uh, graduate of the Leadership Institute. I've taken several other wonderful classes there. Uh, Mr. Blackwell is the founder and president of the Leadership Institute, has done so much to train and prepare people. Uh, I'm telling you, I've learned so much as founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc., uh, I've just learned so much from this man, and I, I remember when he spoke at the uh, state convention uh, a few years ago, everyone else that went up to speak, there was chatter in the room, and, and they, they, you know, they spoke, and people really were not listening. But when Mr. Morton Blackwell walked up, and he didn't, he didn't shout or get loud the way a lot of folks do, the way you're like me, the hatchet man, you know, I could throw down— Mr. Blackwell just walked up. The whole room got quiet. I'm telling you. So, Mr. Blackwell, thank you so much, and welcome to our humble little program, sir. Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Well, you know, it's an honor. I've been a longtime admirer of yours and the work you do. You really do uh, do the Lord's work, um, and and you know, and I'm particularly impressed because. Uh, a lot of us in the uh, conservative, uh, on the conservative side of things, you know, a lot of these guys, I call them uh, low-fat Republicans. Just, you know, other folks call them Republicans a name only. You know, we all have our little funny way of doing it, we who are in the communication business anyway. But um, you you don't cede the holy ground to these people that others do. Others just say, well, that's academia. What? No, there's nothing you can do about it. But by your actions— you disagree with that. So would you share what it is you at the Leadership Institute are doing to combat things like, you know, the, the, the way conservatives are treated in colleges? Sure, I'd be happy to do it. Uh, first, uh, you, you are right. There are enormous problems on college campuses in many ways. Uh, most colleges and universities have become left-wing indoctrination centers, and it's uh, the the pressure is as great now as it has ever been. Uh, less than two years ago, uh, various left-wing uh, operations announced their intention to no longer uh, tolerate conservative speakers on campus. Uh, I mean, it, it's been bad for a long time with the overwhelming majority of uh, college professors who are politically active or are active uh, <clears throat> on the left and with left-wingers controlling the administrations and controlling the official campus newspapers uh, and generally con controlling student government. There's been a bias for a long time. Mm -hmm. But what, what, what happened really uh, in, in uh, the middle of 2016, uh, Antifa and groups like that uh, announced that they were going to prevent any conservative from even having the right to speak on campus. 
and it's it's very very out, outrageous and we can't afford that if if the time comes when you can't even express conservative views on college campuses that's going to be a very sad day for america so the leadership institute has been working now uh for many years helping create independent conservative student organizations across the country uh, i send field representatives out uh, every fall. Uh, the last two years we've sent out across the country each time uh, 15 trained youth organizers to go out to visit campuses in all 50 states and find the students who are conservative and help them organize uh, conservative student organizations which can uh, express conservative views on campus and identify cases of bias. Um, so we, we've been doing that for, for a long time. Um, uh, there are currently uh, 1,972 independent student organizations across the country that are in our campus leadership program. Uh, we uh, we increased that number last year by 500, we, uh, and so we—it's it, there are always going to be some conservative students there. Many times they feel isolated and and aren't even aware that there are other conservative students on campus. But we've 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 changed that. Um, the uh, it was it was uh, just about a year ago right now. I called a meeting at the Leadership Institute, which our headquarters are in Arlington, Virginia. Mm -hmm. I called a meeting uh, and invited 15 national conservative and libertarian organizations that have campus chapters. Mm -hmm. uh, and there, there are a lot of them, some of them small, some of them uh, pretty, pre pretty big, which have campus chapters. And we collected information uh, from those groups and have been sharing that with these students that we find and encourage them to start a group of of any one of these various types. And some of these groups are, are better known than others. But mm -hmm. Perhaps the best known is the, the Federalist Society, which is conservative law students. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's Young Americans for Liberty and Young Americans for Freedom and Students for Concealed Carry. Uh, uh, some of these groups are small. There's the Benjamin Rush Institute, which is conservative medical students. Mm -hmm. so anyhow, we invited them. I invited them to come uh, and brought also there representatives of uh, of uh, legal defense organizations which have been uh, representing conservative students who were the victims in various ways of left-wing abuses on campus. I called them together. It was uh, early February of last year, and I told them things have changed in two ways in recent years. Number one, there has been a dramatic increase in the number of conservative student groups. My field activities and mm -hmm. these organizations having their own uh, field activities uh, have created uh, 
thousands more groups. There are right now thousands yeah. more uh, conservative student groups on campus than there were just a few years ago. I said so that that is is good news, and, and your you... activity, your activities, and my activities mm-hmm. uh, have have achieved that. Yeah. But the second thing that's happened is that the left has announced that they're, uh, they, they, they had announced the previous semester that they were going to shut down conservative speeches and I, on, on campus. And I said, that, that is absolutely unacceptable. And I'm a witness and, to that, sir. I get shut down. I, I, I can't get invited to my alma mater, VCU, to give a speech. I, not, even my high school, I can't go there to give a speech, okay? Oh, now, I can oh. travel 2,000 miles to give a speech, but I can't travel 10 minutes to give a speech. Oh. Or, or 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 forty minutes to my, to my to my home county out in Charles City, and uh, so yeah, it you know, and you see very very fine people like Dr. Ben Carson, Condi Rice, um, um, oh the, the 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 lady that writes all these great books, Ann Coulter. I mean, even the guy out in California, you you, you know, Yiannopoulos. I mean, it's it's just it's 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 maddening, but it's so good to hear you share what what you all are doing and, and your well, story reminds me of this uh little lapel pin i wear that i give out it has the number seven thousand on it and it was uh to remind uh one of god's prophets elijah that he was not alone that there were seven thousand others that had not bent the knee and uh, it, it seems uh, like you're doing that you're reminding conservatives because we sometimes feel alone Absolutely. So let, let me continue this story because mm-hmm. I think the, the details of it will, uh, will be of considerable interest yes. to you. Uh, now, you're listening, Mr. Listening Mr. Blackwell, can we take a quick commercial break and then come back and finish this? Sure. You can't save the world if you don't pay the rent. Amen to that, sir. And uh, so, all right, folks, if you're just joining us, we have with us none other than Mr. Morton Blackwell, founder and president of the Leadership Institute, a a true institution in conservative circles. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. 
So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, Man's World Radio Program, as we listen to a little bit of James Brown telling you it's a man's world, folks. You you got to tote a set of onions to make it in this world. And to that end, uh, we're going to rejoin our fantastic guest, Mr. Morton Blackwell, Mr. Blackwell, thank you again so much. I know you're a very busy man. We really greatly appreciate you sharing your wisdom. And, uh, and I'd like to share something with you that it, th- this is uh, the fulfillment of a promise that I made. Uh, we're beginning our 10th year in radio, and uh, we had our very first extended fundraiser uh, back in the month of December. And I, I promised the, uh, the listeners and the donors that uh, whatever amount of money we uh, collected in the month of December, we would take one tenth of that, a tithe, and we would donate that to some other uh, worthy group that is doing the same thing we do, you know, that is really trying to save the republic, uh, trying to defend uh, Christian faith, conservative values, constitutional limits, and capitalistic opportunity, uh, which is what we do. And so what I did was I, I found uh, two organizations. Uh, well, there's so many out here, you know, as I said in my ad, you know, the, but the uh, Virginia Christian Alliance is, is one. I'm the school choice advocate there, and I'm affiliated with them. And, uh, and, but we thought your, your group, the Leadership Institute, we would like to do that also. Uh, wow. So, you know, we, we would like to. So what we're going to do, sir, is we're going to, uh, open the phone lines up, uh, not not for them to talk on the air because we're going to get back to what you have to say. But uh, the the programming that you have is so fantastic that if there is a young conservative out here that wants to increase their understanding of conservatism, you want to increase your effectiveness, you want to perhaps join me and join Mr. Blackwell and actually be a watchman on the wall, okay, or a watchwoman, as the case may be. <laughs> if the phone number here is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And so we would, we would like to fulfill that promise to tithe one-tenth one, one of uh, the donations that we got in the uh, month of December and uh, and I've been I've taken some of your classes, sir, on fundraising. So I'm I'm trying to learn how to be a better fundraiser. And what one of the things I've learned is that I we I can't go ten years and have one fundraising event. I have we have to do this all the time. So. Sure, ab- absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm glad you've benefited from our schools. Uh, we offer forty seven different types of training schools, and people can 
find our schools uh, at our website, which is leadershipinstitute.org. Yeah. But that's great. That's very generous of you, and I appreciate so so much your yeah. uh, contribution. Well, I appreciate you, sir. You've been out here. You know, I tell people all the time, people think I'm so great and so smart, and I say, well, no, 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 I'm just – I'm running my leg of the race. My elders have placed in my hands a very precious baton called freedom. And and, and I'm a um, Gen X guy, so I'm kind of in middle age. So I'm trying to receive this baton that men like you have given me, sir, and, you know, trying to run my leg of the race. And all I want to do is be able to hand this baton off one day because I refuse to be that guy, like Ronald Reagan said, you know, one day you if we don't save the nation, we will have our grandchildren and we will sit them on our knee and we will say to them, you know, let me tell you, grandchild, what it used to be like in America when men were free. I refuse to have that conversation. What a wonderful outlook. That's that is terrific. Yeah, so but anyway, you know, I'm standing on the shoulders of giants like yourself. So we just, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, what you have there, yeah, share with the, oh, and another thing, folks, uh, I'll tell you for you out there that uh, don't mind opening your checkbooks up, of course, we, we would love to, you know, uh, go to my website, the reallyrealdeal.com, and click our donate button. But go to the Leadership Institute because this is another thing. The, the money that they charge for these classes, this fine training, it is so low, it's only a fraction of the true cost. The true cost of this training is borne by donors. And I did a little research, sir. You guys have a four-star rating from Charity Navigator, four out of four. And, and Charity Navigator, they check folks out for transparency, reporting, accuracy, doing the right thing with the money. I mean, you run a top to bottom, sir. You run a class A operation. Well, thank you. Well, Brother Craig, let, let me uh, take up uh, the the story about this meeting with the these national organizations. Okay, that, that great. Have campus activities. So I, I had told them that uh, two big things have changed. One, we have greater strength organized on campus. Uh, than ever before, by a good measure. And the second is the left had decided to stop all speech they disagree with from being made on college campuses. And I told them, I said, I, and and they 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 like what we do. We have great relationship with them because our field staff uh, have found conservative students and formed new chapters for mm -hmm. all of their organizations. So, uh, and we don't charge for it. It's just trying to increase the number and effectiveness of conservative activists and leaders. So I said, look, mm -hmm. uh, and, I and, have a plan I want to propose to you. Okay, and I, I hate to interrupt you. I was a little long with my praise a little while ago. We have a news break, which is two minutes long. Could you hold on one more time, sir? Sure enough. Okay, great. Thank you. Well, all right, folks, if you're just joining us, we have Mr. Morton Blackwell with us. We're going to take our bottom-of-the-hour news break, and we will be right back. Weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball.
in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. <laughs> Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. Welcome back Saturday to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog radio program. And uh, we we still have our fantastic guest, Mr. Morton Blackwell. And uh, Mr. Blackwell, uh, we just appreciate so much you sharing your your wisdom and, and, and giving us your time and uh, you, you, were, you were in the middle of a story, so please continue, sir. <laughs> All right. So I t told these leaders, of, uh, and in the room, a dozen national uh, organizations and the representatives of a couple of legal defense foundations, and I said, here's, uh, here's my plan. First, I want uh, all of us to make a commitment that in the fall of 2017, we're going to get our local clubs and the students that we work with on campuses across America to dramatically increase the number of conservative speakers that they bring to campus to make public speeches to, uh, to the students. I said, and, and we have the resources to do it. There are people out there. Uh, many of them are trained. Others of them can be trained to, in how to put on an effective campus public program. And if we achieve that, it will be great because there will be more conservative uh, information available, educational material for, for students, I said. But the second part of the plan is that since we know that the left has announced that they're going to physically break up public speeches by conservatives, let us be prepared in every instance mm -hmm. with several students with smartphones that can take video and have them standing uh, all around so that when the left comes in and uh, does illegal things, and it's illegal to to riot, it's illegal to disturb the peace, it's mm -hmm. illegal to damage property, and it's certainly illegal to beat people up. And the left does that on campus. So let's catch them on video. Mm -hmm. And then let's take that video and use it. Now, we cannot rely on school administrations to right. enforce order, because many of them are sympathetic and others of them are are cowardly and, and won't stand up to the left. And Local police often won't come on campus unless the school administration invites them. Uh, so I, I said, but we're not helpless mm -hmm. because when they do beat up people and do other illegal things, uh, we have the ability to go after these people in civil court. Mm -hmm. And so we had these two representatives of two big uh, legal organizations, the Alliance Defending Freedom and Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, which had already been very helpful over the years to conservative student victims of leftist abuse on campus. They agreed, and they uh, were in the meeting, took part in it, and they agreed that they would be prepared to offer free legal representation mm -hmm. to student victims of leftist illegal activities and sue them in federal court. Mm 
Well, that's fantastic, and that's great news. And, and you see, folks, this is why we call this Man's World Radio. And so, Mr. Blackwell, you are a true man's man. I mean, how, for how many years have, have uh, conservatives and Republicans been been running and uh, hoping that if we just play nice, the others will play nice? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, we've lived under the misunderstanding that simply being right in the sense of being correct mm-hmm. is sufficient. Right. The left, uh, to a much greater extent than conservatives, the left has studied how to win. Yes. And the way we're going to win is to not rely on victory falling into, into our deserving hands just because we're right. We have got to increase the number and effectiveness of their of, of, of our activists mm-hmm. and, and and build uh, new leadership. And so so it worked. We had in the la- in the latter half of last year in the fall semester, we had over 1,200 independent conservative student groups on campus that is independent of the leadership institute mm-hmm. uh, local clubs uh doing public programs and we had in almost every case people with these smartphones there to record violence and uh and hold these people accountable and in court make them literally pay for the rotten things that that they do. Mm-hmm. We also did nationwide training. I did two uh, webinars, uh, each one of which had over 2,000 people all across the country on the webinar. One of them a lecture about the details about how you present a public program, mm-hmm. and the other a webinar about how a local club can raise the small amount of money that's, uh, that's necessary when you put on a public program. And so uh, what we did got a lot of coverage. Well, that's uh, we great. We did mailings sir. on it, uh, and uh, and interesting, interestingly enough, uh, th- out of one thousand two hundred of these public programs, uh, the left uh, did violent and I- illegal things uh, only forty times. Oh, okay. So only when you're ready times. and they know you're ready, they don't show up as often. That's right. But where they did do it, we caught them on tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, there were uh, criminal charges filed uh, against, uh, in 15 of the cases. There are currently seven lawsuits, uh, civil suits that have been filed with, by these legal defense groups, uh, and the courts have accepted these, and the evidence is overwhelming, and these folks are going to lose these court cases and they're going to have to pay damages and the courts can when they choose to do say they can they can impose uh punitive damages Mm -hmm. and there's been an immense amount of publicity across the country Uh, some outlets are very happy to cover this fox news uh covers uh, these things very frequently and we have a a steady stream of information going out to them. In mm-hmm. fact, we now have a a feed going out to hundreds of news people, uh, news outlets around the country every day, and we expose five different 
new abuses every day, and the public and the publications mm-hmm. and the broadcasters can take their choice and run with any of those stories they yeah. want. And I've seen a few of them myself on Fox News. As oh, well, yeah. Fox is the only place uh, on television that I ever see them. And I yeah. do I do monitor the opposition. You know, I have to for research purposes. Yeah, you have to know your enemy. You have yes. to know. Yes, yes, yes. Well, sir, if ever there's anything that uh, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, can do uh, to help you in this endeavor, I would be very honored to do so. So, Well, we're going to make sure you get on the, uh, the, the feed for these stories every day. Great, great. Yeah. I appreciate that because I would love to publicize them or just, you know, help you guys in any way possible. Yeah, I think you're doing the Lord's work. Uh, Certainly you've been a a help and a benefit to me. Uh, You've been a help and a benefit to many others. Uh, And uh, just Godspeed to you. And thank you so much for sharing some of your day and some of your wisdom. And thank you for you've been a a national committeeman. Coming up in August would be your 30th anniversary uh, doing right. that. Since, ni- since 1988. Yes. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And and it, you go, it, you go it, all the way back to uh, Ronald Reagan. Now, before you go, could I get uh, your take on, um, uh, say, um, do you see Reagan-esque qualities, uh, I certainly do, in, in President Trump? Well, in terms of the policy things that President Trump has done uh, from the standpoint of a Reagan conservative, and I was on for three years on Reagan's White House staff and supported him for years before he became president. Uh, Trump's uh, achievements in policy are uh, very analogous to what Reagan did. I mean, the, the most important legislative thing that uh, that Reagan did that started turning the country around was his 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 tax cuts and tax reform, yeah. uh, and and Trump has done uh, that same sort of thing. And in some ways, what uh, Trump got through the Congress and has signed into law uh, is is more uh, wide sweeping than Reagan's. And you know, in the early days, the left had, when Reagan was president, they had uh, attacked him in the news media, and his uh, favorables were not that great. But as his policies kicked in, he became more and more popular. And when Reagan left office, he was more popular mm-hmm. than any uh, president uh, who who, had, who was leaving office uh, in the whole history of the country, uh, and he, he was beloved by uh, huge numbers of, of people, big majorities. Yeah. And, and this can happen if the policies of Trump uh, continue conservative and continue to produce the remarkable results that Trump has already achieved. Yeah, and that so we can just pray, and uh, we're going to have to keep him in prayer over this immigration issue, but I'm in agreement with you on the tax issue. <laughs> and, uh, but thank you so much, sir, and, and God bless you. And again, it's such a delight to have you uh, join us on our humble little radio program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, and folks... Well, thanks uh, thanks you, for inviting me, and God bless you for what you do. Oh, okay. Thank you, sir. Take care. Bye now. Well, well, all right, folks, we're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, we are going to have 
a Virginia legislative update from Caleb Taylor of the Virginia Public Policy Institute. We will be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, we want to welcome uh, Caleb Taylor to the program. Kaler, uh, <laughs> Caleb is with the Virginia Public Policy Institute, and um, uh, Caleb is going to give us a Virginia legislative update. Uh, these folks do great, great work in monitoring what the people we elect to represent us, uh, what they're up to. And uh, Caleb is going to give us the really real deal on what's going on. Welcome to the program, Caleb. Thank you so much for having me, Craig. Yeah, it's it's my pleasure. And uh, so uh, we we have, uh, I've, I've already heard that uh, Medicaid expansion was killed. And uh, would you like to, uh, you know, share uh how that happened, how, how were the uh, Democrats trying to squeeze it in, and uh, how, how we got that good outcome? Well, we've got uh, uh, quite a few bills come through, um, uh, more bills than you can imagine, <laughs> actually. Uh, and, and they didn't just come from the Democratic side. They came from the Repu- Republican side as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Some of the more, I guess, moderate Republicans were trying to to come up with kind of a 
uh, concessionary deal or mm-hmm. expanded Medicaid, but there were limitations on it. But, um, you know. It's like I'm going to get her just a little teeny bit pregnant. Yeah, just a lot, just a touch. <laughs> um, and uh, and so there, there's quite a few uh, bills that came through. And and I want to I want to make some correction here. I know the Richmond Times Dispatch and some other organizations have said that Medicaid expansion is dead. This is not the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the major bills that just uh, pushed Medicaid span was trying to push Medicaid expansion through have died in committee. Mm-hmm. However, there are several more bills that uh, would ultimately equate to Medicaid expansion out there, as well as uh, now there's smaller bills, but there is also budget amendments that have been put into the budget, which would expand Medicaid of about a billion dollars over the years 2019 and 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are things that we're still kind of keeping an eye on. We don't necessarily expect them to get a lot of uh, traction. However, you got to keep your eye on it. Yeah, you're not only that, Caleb, but we have to have you on more often so that we can shine a light on this because it's that sneaky little quiet one that, uh, you know, people would think is no great big deal. Uh, you know, that's the one that gets the hook in, and once the hook is in, it's, it's you know, game over. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Now, now Caleb, for, yeah. for perhaps some of our listening audience that uh, maybe they're new to the really real deal or maybe they're – not firm in their conservatism, their understanding of what it means to be a conservative. And, you know, because the left has really done a, a, an outstanding, a wickedly great job of demonizing what Republicans stand for, what conservatives stand for. More and more, they demonize what Christians stand for. And so when people hear, okay, we want to limit, med, uh, eliminate Medicaid expansion, uh, what the left does is they say to their people, well, you see, didn't I tell you those people were mean? They don't want you to have health care. And th- that's false. So share your take on what it means to be a conservative and what our desire is for the uh, the health care of the citizenry and the relationship between the doctor and the patient. Well, let's 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 start off at the very core, basic belief. Every person out there is an individual. They're not, they're, they're, they're part of a family. They're part of a community. All of these things come secondary to they're an individual. And as an individual, they are free. Yes. And this is, this is, and this is a a very important thing that a lot of people don't get. They aren't, they aren't free because the government says they're free. They're free because God said they're free. Amen. And that's, that's it. There's nothing beyond that. Now, uh, I've had I've had conservatives before even um, who, you know, and conservatives can get hot, too. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah I've had conservatives <laughs> get hot with me and say, you know, the Bill of Rights of the Constitution. That's what that's what provides us with our freedoms. I was like, nope, no, that's not true. it is God himself that provides you with your freedoms. They need to read the is, Declaration of Independence. That's right. And it is the it is the Bill of Rights that tells the government that it cannot take them from you. Right, right. Um, yeah. And that's interesting. People don't realize that there, there are only two ways you can be harmed as a citizen. A criminal can harm you by violating civil law, and you have police and uh, a legal system to handle that. The only other way than a criminal harming you, your government can harm you. 
and, and it is this bill. <laughs> yeah, this bill of rights says the government cannot, shall not, will not, and must not do X, Y, Z to the citizen. Isn't that a great place to live? <laughs> it is. It is. But it, it, there's a there's always a two sided coin to that to that freedom. Freedom doesn't just come and suddenly you're free to do anything you want. You want freedom comes with something we call personal responsibility. Yes. So not only are you free, but you're responsible for yourself. Yes. And, yes. And, and you must be other people, your brother, your mother, your father, uh, uh, your neighbor, they are not responsible for you. Right. Now, that does not mean that does not mean that as, uh, uh, as Christians, we don't go and we don't help our brother, our neighbor, our mother, our father. Of course we do. But there's a difference between a volunteer transaction where we make a choice to take what we have and give to you to help, like with our charities, et cetera, and so on. There's a difference between that volunteer transaction and the government coming through and saying, well, you're going to do this or else. Yeah. And isn't it more efficient? I mean, throughout human history, it was the churches and it was individuals and it was community organizations that provided all sorts of aid to people in need. And, and at some point in our lives, we're all in need. And so it's, it's not that conservatives are mean or selfish or greedy. It's that it's so efficient to allow people to keep their own money and circulate that throughout the economy because it, it creates so much wealth that the people that perhaps right now do not have a job, there would be more job opportunity if that money were not uh, confiscated by the government, if that money were allowed to do exactly what you said, Caleb, free exchanges. Well, you're absolutely right. Not only that, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't um, cause uh, what we call mutations in in the various markets that the that government likes to get involved, and mm-hmm. this comes back to Medicaid. Right. So, before 1965, when somebody was really really in need of help, uh, a church or a charity came through and helped them, the Salvation Army. Uh, you know, all of these organizations would come out to help those people. Did some people fall through the cracks? Absolutely, but just like now. Not- yeah, just like now. Yeah. But, it, it, and that's just something that you can't stop. It, it happens. Right. You try your best, but sometimes people fall through the cracks. Yeah, and we're up now, against utopia, which never has existed, never will exist, never can exist. Right. So they sell a picture of a future that they know you cannot have, but the painting that they paint looks better than any reality, no matter how good that reality is. Yeah. And, but what, what they don't, what most people don't realize is that, you know, the, the painting of the paint, uh, the painting that they've painted looks nice, but the canvas is painted on is rotting. Yeah. And, and the issue is, is like, again, going back to, to Medicaid and Medicare, um, 1965, it gets passed. What happens immediately thereafter? Healthcare costs skyrocket. Yeah. And they've been trying to get that under control ever since. Since 1965. Yeah. That's, that's literally where Certificate of Need programs came from, national and state. Mm-hmm. That's where the ACA came from, Obamacare came from. 
They've been talking about it since 1965. Yeah, it's the Willie <laughs> Sutton principle. They asked Willie Sutton, well, why do you rob banks, Willie? Well, that's where the money is. <laughs> so <laughs> any place the government puts money, whether it's education, uh, you know, K through 12, universities, health care, you, you name it. If the, if the government took over food production and put a bunch of money there, there would be a bunch of crony capitalists that would get richer than ever off of, and they would say, well, we're just doing uh, the Lord's work. We're trying to feed people. Did, you know, it's like you say, it's, it's a skewed, um, unbalanced situation. And so you're never going to get the cost down in education and health care or anything because there's no competition. You just show up, you, you're a provider, you get a government hookup from someone in, in, in authority, and you get rich. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, and and let's and let's correct that uh, uh, kind of misinterpretation of what God's work is. Uh, God's work is not Rome coming to tell you to do as Jesus told you to do. Right. That is that is not God's work. No, it's God's you work doing it. Is you doing you making that choice? <laughs> yeah. Uh, every single day, and 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 it's very clear. I think it's I think if I remember correctly, it's Philippians nine seven. I may be wrong. It might be second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get the point. We we get the point. You're exactly right. And and this and again, the left takes uh, Christian faith, skews it, and and they will call us. Oh well, you guys, you all holier than thou. But you don't want to help people. No, that's not true. We do want to help people. As a matter of fact, statistically, it's been proven ever since I've been paying attention that Christians are more in giving. They they give more money. They give more blood. They give more time. And this has just been uh, a fact for my entire life. And I'm sure it goes out throughout history. Final minute. And I'm going to throw this final minute to you, Caleb. Uh, 40 seconds now. Run with it. All right. Just a a quick rundown on what's been going on. A lot of these Medicaid bills have been killed. Really uh, very pleased about that. A lot of the gun control bills have been killed in committee. Um, there is uh, one bill that everyone should look for, HB 310. That is the estate tax bill. They want to tax you again after you died. Be careful of that bill. Be yeah. careful of that bill. Yeah, we're um, gonna... It is still out there in committee right now. Yeah, we're going to keep an eye on it. Thank you so much, Caleb. We're going to have to have you on again, brother. These folks, they read thousands of bills just to make sure none of the bad ones sneak through. Thank you so much, Caleb. God All right, folks, we're going to take our top-of-the-hour news break, and when we come back... Where's the best news and talk? AM 820, WNTW Chester is the answer. Feeling my way through the darkness Guided by a beating heart I can't tell where the journey will end But I know where to start Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, 
the really real deal. And folks, as we often say, this is Man's World Radio, Grown Folks Radio, and we have another fantastic guest, folks. Uh, We have none other than Joel Gilbert, and uh, it's been a long time since we've had you on, uh, Joel, but uh, we're just so happy to have you back, man, and you have done it again. Uh, I was looking at the trailer uh, for this, uh, this film you've done on Trump, The Art of the Insult. It is funny. Great great to be back. Great to hear your voice. And, uh, yeah, this film is called The Art of the Insult, Trump, The Art of the Insult. Uh, You can see, anyone can see the trailer at artoftheinsult.com. And it went to number one on Amazon. It was only released this past Tuesday. Wow. That's fast. Yeah. And the film is just uh, 95 minutes long, and it's uh, all the uh, branding and marketing techniques. That's what I call them of Donald Trump. Uh, At the time, people thought they were insults and you know, uh, being not nice, but uh, mm-hmm. when you see the film, you see everything back to back, you start to understand Trump uh, much more. I thought I understood Trump. Now I really understand him since I made the film. Uh, He's people, quick on his feet. Well, people thought of Trump as a real estate guy, but in fact, when he ran for president, he'd been in the music business, I'm sorry, the entertainment business for 30 years. He was uh promoting the lowest of the low, professional boxing, professional wrestling. Uh, he owned a USF football team, uh, Miss Universe, the, the Apprentice. So he had seen and done it all when it came to marketing and hype. Mm-hmm. And he knew how to manipulate the media and control the narrative with very simple concepts. Mm-hmm. And the very first one he came up with, which people remember, of course, uh, Jeb Bush was the front runner, and he had $120 million in the bank, and he came up with two words. Donald Trump said, Jeb is low energy, mm-hmm. low energy. And it was over. People, you know. And it's said, true. Well, the the sweet know, part about it, he is low energy. You know, the guy did go and try to get his mama to help him. <laughs> that's, that's right. Because all of Trump's, uh, you know, branding and nicknames all had a mix of humor and truth. And uh, that's why they were so effective. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's one, well, actually, there's two I really didn't agree with. You know, one was when he went after Carly's uh, face, and the other one when he called Ted Cruz lying Ted. But he, right. you know, he had, I think he had to, because Cruz had a certain stature, uh, and he had to take him out. And so he, I guess he did what he had to do. Well, let me comment on those two. Uh, the comment about Carly's face really did go too far, and uh, people were uncomfortable. You really can't talk about a woman's looks. Yeah. So that one he kind of dialed back pretty quick. So he did try a lot of them out. Like he would fly into these uh, you know, airport hangars on this giant airplane. There were like four people on the plane, a pilot, a co-pilot, Trump, and a security guy. And he would land at these airport hangars with his airplane. He'd park it in the background. And he would launch into these speeches, which was a lot of performance art. He would yell out all kind of funny nicknames and try out different material. And certainly the uh, Carly's face didn't work, so he just you know, moved on to something else. As far as the uh, Ted Cruz, uh, Lion Ted, now, when that came out, it was pretty shocking, and it, it wasn't true. And it was even hurtful to a lot of people that liked Ted. And, uh, but what Trump was doing is he was going after Cruz's strength. Cruz's strength was he was honest, mm-hmm. he was constitutional, principled person, he would never lie. So Trump tried to simply go after what was his strength was. Everybody knew it wasn't true, but it had the most effect, I think, on Ted Cruz himself. Yeah. It really unnerved Ted and made him hypersensitive. And once that happened, he came up with uh, Trump, of course, retweeted the 
picture of uh, Ted's wife, Heidi, next to Melania. Mm -hmm. And later it was, uh, you know, Ted had an affair, and then it was uh, his father. Which also was not true. Yeah, also not true, the affair thing. Also not true, but as long as Cruz reacted badly, Mm -hmm. uh, it just encouraged, I think, Trump to continue. Yeah. Well, see, what Cruz didn't get, I think, um, and— you know, I was I was a very early uh, Cruz supporter, but I, I mean, I I really predicted that Trump would win. I actually, wrote an article, uh, Trump Carson Cruz, predicting it would be those three, uh, and that Carson would fade first, and then Cruz and Trump would battle. And I wrote in that article that if Ted Cruz did not learn how to get tough and defeat Donald Trump, that Trump would become president, and that's exactly what happened because Cruz wanted to do what Republicans typically want to do. It's just be right, be correct, and and be nice, be civil, be polite, and we're not in an era where that's going to work. Right. Well, i make a few comments. I think you were absolutely right to pick the three outsider candidates as the ones that would have the potential to, to win. Yeah. Uh, you're right about that. Now, I was actually a media advisor, believe it or not, to Ted Cruz and did a lot of the early uh, filming and video work and did some writing for Cruz, so I know the campaign uh, quite well. And uh, I had spent a lot of time with Republican base voters around the country screening my other films. You remember uh, Dreams from My Real Father. Yes, I love that one. And uh, you got the pictures of him and, uh, and uh, Frank Marshall Davis at similar ages. He looked like he spit him out. <laughs> Exactly. So the, the, I showed in that film the Kenyan Obama was not the real father. The uh, real father was Frank Marshall Davis, yes. an American communist and Soviet agent during the Cold War. That Obama admits raised him, biology aside, uh, this is the biggest influence on Obama. Yes. And uh, so I spent a lot of time with these people around the country, and it was clear to me that the Republican base had shifted far to the right mm-hmm. of the establishment. Now, Ted Cruz, at that time, he was the anti-establishment hero. He was 100%. uh, They loved Ted. He had stood up to Obama, the first one to do so, the Obamacare filibuster. Yeah. He read Green Eggs and Ham on the Senate floor. The election was his to lose, and I told Cruz this. He just needed to beat Ted Cruz, the outsider, the rebel. Mm -hmm. You know, Mr. Cruz goes to Washington. But instead, uh, he really wanted to show that he could attract the people in the middle. So what he did is he put this establishment-style campaign together, Mm -hmm. uh, chairman in every state, chairman in every county, organizing with no particular message. So I think Donald Trump came along and said, okay, if you don't want to be Ted Cruz, I'll be Ted Cruz. And uh, so Ted Cruz won the election. The the drain the swamp guy was Ted Cruz, but he didn't want it anymore. So Trump, uh, you know, took it over, that role, and uh, I think that's why he won. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, that's an excellent analysis. I mean, when I saw those guys go to the very first state, Iowa, and one man out of 18 said, we're going to eliminate corn subsidies for this phony uh, ethanol industry, which is a a negative energy producer. Uh, One guy said no, and, and he won the state. So that tells me one thing about the American people, that even if you say something that's not in their financial interest, there is a group of people in this nation that will glom on to it just because it is true. That gave me some hope for the future of the nation. And I hope it's not just Iowa. (laughs) 
Well, uh, another thing I'll point out with uh, Trump, and you'll see that in the film, again, it's the Art of the Insult at artoftheinsult.com. Uh, you can uh, remember back at the very beginning of the campaign when uh, Megyn Kelly went after Trump at the first debate and accused Trump of calling women fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Uh, so he stole the moment. He said he responded, only Rosie O'Donnell. Brilliant comeback. You know, and when everybody laughed. Brilliant. And, uh, and then about a week later when Jorge Ramos from Univision kept interrupting him at the press conference, and Trump said, go back to Univision, and he threw him out of the press conference. And the next day he didn't apologize when everyone mm-hmm. demanded he apologize. So right there you could argue the election was over. People wanted a fighter. They wanted someone yes. that could stand up especially Hillary and the Republicans, when you see my film, you'll see all the Republicans, they just don't know how to handle Trump's uh, attacks. Now, sometimes he was sophomoric, sometimes he was brutal, but he always got his point across by branding his opponents, and the, the most the Republicans would say in response would be, well, Donald Trump's not nice enough to beat Hillary. Mm. Uh, oh, that's and, not how you beat Hillary. Exactly. You don't beat her by being nice. When's the last time a nice guy won uh, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, but aren't we in an era now? You know, I make the case that every four generations, America gets real ugly. It's like the winter, you know, springtime America, summertime, autumn, and winter. We're physically in winter now, but spiritually, we are in a winter like generation. And Donald Trump is built for this, is he not? Well, he proved over the years, you know, he fought it out in New York City with all the uh, tabloids and all the media coming after him. He had a lot of experience dealing with, uh, with media, and he knew how to make them, you know, play into his hands. One of the um, funniest things you'll see in the film is how these protesters would come to every single rally that Trump put together. He'd fly in, and he'd be speaking, and there'd be like four protesters with signs, you know, Trump is mean, he's a racist, something like that. <laughs> and as, as soon as they'd start yelling, Trump would say, oh, he'd smile, oh, look, there's the protesters, look over there. And the cameras would go over there, and then he'd, he'd use a new, his old line was, you're fired. So his new line would be, get him out of here. And the crowd would scream like a Jerry Springer show. They'd go, Trump, 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 Trump. And the media would show it on live TV over and over. So what's really hysterical, what you realize, is the, the protesters who thought they were stopping Donald Trump were actually... They helped him. <laughs> they were responsible because they brought the media down, and they made the crowd excited and have fun. Yeah. And uh, that's what got him $2 billion worth of, of free-earned media. Wow, yeah. I mean, the guy, you're, you're absolutely right. This guy is a marketing genius. Now, as I watched the trailer on this thing, I, I could see, particularly in the debate with Hillary... I could literally almost see the wheels turning in his brain as the camera would focus on Trump and his eyebrows and the, and his, the focus of his eyes as he intently listened to Hillary and and just had a comeback uh, for everything. And he knew how to take over. He knew how to talk over top of her. I mean, the the guy, I mean, is in a, you, you would think that, okay, he's rude and he's, doesn't know what he's doing. He's fumbling. But you see a guy, what's that old saying? There's a method to his madness. Yeah, it's, it, he absolutely understood how to handle the leftists uh, who would come after him. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Republican establishment, um, the Republican, even the conservatives, have really not understood how to fight the left in a political battlefield. Uh, they haven't admitted to themselves that 
the Democrat Party has become a radical socialist party. They're willing to lie, use voter fraud, and use the tools of state, mm -hmm. IRS, DOJ, FBI, to maintain power and crush the will of the American voters. Yeah, NSA even. I mean, they've weaponized everything. Everything. I mean, uh, I, I was, uh, had a lot of problems with the IRS as well as uh, FEC, Federal Election Commission. Uh, they tried to uh, uh, investigate me for making the film about Barack Obama's background. Uh, it was defeated three to three. The three Republicans, luckily on the commission, voted the, the, the law that mm -hmm. I have a media exemption. Uh, I'm a documentary filmmaker. I'm like a newspaper or media mm -hmm. or radio like yourself. And I can put out any film I want during an election year without any particular reporting or uh, anything like that. Uh, but the uh, the Democrats wanted to uh, send me off to the Justice Department, you know. Mm -hmm. So, it, but it was it didn't go through because it went down three to three. But I just knew that if Hillary won, uh, she would appoint a, a, a seventh commissioner to the Federal Election Commission to break the ties, mm -hmm. and they would get rid of free speech, amendment after amendment. If Hillary had won, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. There'd be nothing left of the United States. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and me as founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc., uh, you know, I, I live by this type of stuff. And uh, you just you're absolutely right. And it's and it's the thing about it, Joel, is that almost well, really not almost everything the left and I call them neoliberals because they are not liberal. Everything they represent is antithetical to the founding principles of this nation. And is not Donald Trump implementing, you know, now hopefully there's going to be uh, something on this immigration deal uh, where, he, you know, maybe he's just dangling something and he'll snatch it back. I pray that he doesn't do what he says he's going to do. But so far this year, I mean, we've gotten Israel, we've gotten taxes, we've gotten regulations reduced. I, I mean, if you don't have a guy that's willing to, fight and, and insult 17 different people and then insult Hillary and really kick the door down and win. Do we have any of this? Well, uh, make a couple comments on that. Uh, look, Trump's got into office, but every time a president is in office, of course, they're susceptible to uh, being influenced by the people around them, by the situation in the country by a number of factors. Mm -hmm. So early on, the concern was, and still is, uh, Trump's advisors. Uh, of course, Javanka, uh, Jared and Ivanka Trump are known to be <laughs> Democrats <laughs> yes. uh, that, are, that have, uh, have his ear. Uh, there's a number of people in the cabinet that probably didn't even vote for him uh, that are from New York that maybe were lifelong Democrats that have certain jobs. Uh, Steve Bannon, a couple of people that we we knew to be uh, staunch conservatives, Michael Flynn, were, were dispatched. Mm -hmm. so there's always a concern. Now, Trump seems to be his own man. He's standing up for principle. He does uh, have good advisors still. But you always worry, like, what can happen? That was the biggest concern with Trump during the primary and why people supported Cruz over Trump was because mm -hmm. Cruz had a record as a constitutionalist, and we knew Cruz would do what he said he would do. Now, with Trump, you kind of didn't know. He gave money to the Democrats. He was all over the place in his uh, background in terms of what party he was even in. So, uh, But Trump has uh, probably proven so far to be someone who's going to keep his campaign promises. His biggest challenge is and continues to be 
really the ongoing assault by the Democrat Party and their allies in the leftist media complex, not really upon him, but on American democracy. Uh, the day after Trump won, remember, two million anti-democracy protesters took to the streets and they called for resistance. Yeah, the uh, nasty woman march. Yeah, I mean, most presidents get seven months of a honeymoon to get their mm-hmm. implement. Trump didn't get seven seconds. Yeah. Uh, now, don't forget their whole thing. Resistance is a military term. Mm-hmm. It's not a democratic term. In a democracy, the term is opposition, like an opposing opinion. Mm-hmm. Resistance is a call to violence. That was used by the anti-Nazi partisans in World War II, the Islamist terrorist groups like Hamas. They use uh, resistance. So the, the left is now using violent rhetoric and not surprisingly, it led to liberal violence, such as the attempted assassination of the leading Republican lawmakers by a left-wing activist, that guy James Hodgkinson, where yeah. Steve Scalise was gravely injured. Uh, and, and you know what? The, um, the Speaker of the House uh, says that today this was an attack on all of Congress. What is it with these Republicans when the guy asks... You know, are these Republicans or Democrats? And someone's, oh, they, these are Republicans. And so he goes to shoot the place up. Yeah, look, the Democrats are, have gone so far to the left. They, these are, and it's, what's shocking is it's some of the same people like Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi. You know, 10 years ago, they were much more moderate. And they have, you know, no problem. Let's just become radical socialists and, and lie about everything. Uh, it's just shocking. It's not as if they're all brand new people. These are the same people that didn't used to be such liars. And uh, that's a phenomenon which uh, is pretty shocking to witness every day. Yeah, or maybe the real them is coming out more because, uh, you know, things are, are, I wouldn't say polarized as though all of a sudden the, these are new feelings because every every four generations, I mean, in the Revolutionary War, one-third of Americans wanted to be independent one-third wanted to stay with Britain. So, you know, right. we were not only fighting the British, we were yeah. fighting one-third of, of Americans, and, and one-third didn't care. And then, you know, four generations later, Americans fight Americans again. So don't we get to this place literally every four generations? It, it sure seems like it. Uh, there's a, a ideologies out there, this uh, leftist ideology, this fantasy of socialism that if you just uh, give the government control of everything, like Bernie Sanders calling for, let's put the bankers in jail, let's break up the uh, pharmaceutical companies, let's break up all these industries, put the government in charge. This is uh, Bolshevism. This is why so many people starve to death, because they put bureaucrats in charge of uh, industry, and the bureaucrats are not very productive people, and they put the bourgeois in prison. Today mm-hmm. we call them entrepreneurs. Bernie Sanders wants to break up all these businesses and give it all to the government, a political mm-hmm. revolution. A and bunch of thieves, shock- really. It's, well, le- it's legal is, theft. What's shocking is people actually show up to Bernie Sanders' rallies and clap, and they went and voted for him. Yeah. Now, I assume they just have no idea what he's talking about, because he's saying things kind of in a coded message, but it's pure socialism, communism, very mm-hmm. destructive nonsense. And uh, so I think America will always be in some grave danger, as uh, Ronald Reagan said, that freedom is only uh, one generation from being taken away. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're so right. Now, we're coming up to the uh, end of the uh, bottom of the bottom of the hour. Let's talk a little bit about the future. Where do you see 
the uh, with 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 Trump showing that you do not have to be a Boy Scout in order to win. Okay, uh, right now we have a battle in Virginia. We have a, a primary of uh, four very fine candidates wanting to be the Republican nominee uh, for Senate to take on uh, the Democrat incumbent. And we have uh, a guy that's uh, really literally a Boy Scout. And, and then we have a guy that is really literally a, a, a verbal flamethrower. What have we learned from Trump that the rest of the nation, uh, those that are competing, uh, can, can take? Is this something that only Trump can do or can others take it and make it fit their own personality and repeat it? I think on the one hand, Trump showed that you don't have to follow the traditional formulas that the establishment's created. How, here's how you run for president. You go and you get a chairman in every county. You have uh, uh, you know, fundraising events. You take in money. You put out some, uh, some videos. That whole formula uh, Trump showed is irrelevant. He didn't have much money. He didn't have any chairman in almost any state. He had no uh, you know, very few fundraisers, no organization. He had a marketing plan, and he had a message, and he drove the message home. So I think he showed that you can do that. Now, in terms of someone being able to execute uh, a messaging campaign like Trump, uh, it's going to be very difficult. They, uh, not everybody has that savvy, that sense of humor, that, that persona, and knows how to, uh, to use the language uh, properly. It's, it's, it seems easy, but it's, it's, uh, mm -hmm. it looks simple, but it is complicated to be able to put that all together. And I think uh, it's going to be a challenge to find people that can follow that path or even are willing to follow that path. A lot of people just... What about the advisors? What if there was a candidate that wanted to give it a shot and he asked you to be his advisor? Okay, how do I pull this off? What do you say to him? Well, I actually, uh, believe it or not, I did have a, a Senate candidate uh, who approached me in the same manner as you're actually dis you're mentioning. I won't mention his name or, or state and I kind of laid out a roadmap for him how he could do it, because it's someone that had no money, had a great background, um, and the me his message is very generic, you know. And I laid it all out for him, and he loved it and wanted to go forward, but his, uh, he already had like a team of friends and relatives, essentially, mm -hmm. that were uh, already working with him, and he didn't want to abandon the, the structure that he had already set up with a kind of his son was in charge of the finances. Oh, uh, goodness. You know, his, his, best friend, <laughs> his best friend's daughter was the campaign manager. Wow. And I, and I said, look, you got to, your son can't be the, you know, and, mm -hmm. and you, you, you know, you need to have a professional. So he yeah. couldn't make the leap. It was more of a, maybe someone that wasn't really ready for prime time. So I would say it's very difficult for, mm -hmm. for people. Uh, I think you really have to be on the ground, ground, ground floor of somebody before yeah. they even get going. But uh, so it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah, yeah. But look, it's been great having you, Joel. And tell folks real quick the movie again and where to get it. Yeah, please. Art from the Art of the Insult, artoftheinsult.com. Great. Thank you so much and much success with the film.
Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, the big dog for talk, is still out, folks. Final 30 minutes of the program. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. And uh, we've had some really, really fantastic guests so far today and uh this is like a an an all-star program so far today folks and uh we would love to have you all out there uh join us uh a, a little more about what's been happening at the general assembly um my good friend don blake over at the virginia christian alliance uh gave me a little update that the uh, there was a vote that was uh and i forget exactly the number but quite a few uh, Republicans join with uh, Democrats to uh, approve a bill that gives uh, special rights to homosexuals. And, you know, I've, how many years do I have to say it? I believe in equal rights, not special rights. Okay. We don't need a set of laws for homosexuals or a set of laws for uh, males, a set of laws for females, a set of laws for people of different uh, skin tones, you know, red, brown, black, and white, you know, why can't we just say they are precious in his sight? You know, it, it, you know, the Lord loves all and the Lord treats all equal. And the Lord is not a respecter of persons as God's holy word says. Okay. So why do we want to be respecter of persons? Okay. I mean, it's, it's really, really Ridiculous. And all these special right laws are is these are things that enrich lawyers. Okay. And so when two human beings have an issue with one another, as human beings always have done and always will do, people are going to always have issues with one another. Okay. So the only thing that happens is the lawyers have a new reason to sue you. Okay. So person A and person B don't get along. I mean, if they're, if they're two of the same group, they just don't get along. But if one is in this group and one is in that group, now all of a sudden it's you're not getting along with me because you want to discriminate against my group. I'm sick of it, okay? I am sick of it. And we're going to welcome David from Williamsburg to the program. What's on your mind, David? Hey, Brother Craig. Enjoy your program. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I was just wondering if anyone uh, has approached you recently or maybe in the past. There's another gentleman in in Richmond who has a program on another network, um, and uh, his name is Gary Flowers, and he seems to <laughs> represent he seems to represent the left the left position pretty well and, and do it in an yeah. Gary's a friend and, of mine. I I know the whole family. I love them. And uh, I've known Gary for some years, and uh, you know we we probably couldn't agree on what time to have lunch, but <laughs> I would love <laughs> the opportunity to, to, to debate Gary if that's what you're leading to. I am. It would be. It would really be great to to see a debate between you two. I I, I think that it would um, it would really be enlightening for for people on both sides to see that, and, and maybe some people you know who are ambivalent. I'll reach out position. to Gary and I'll reach out to Jim Jacobs over there. The uh, I, I used to actually be over there at WLEE uh, b before Jack Gravely passed away. Uh, that show that Gary does, he basically took over the Jack Gravely show. 
Uh, I I had actually, when I was there with Jack, I actually had challenged Jack to debate me. And I've been trying to get uh, a Democrat to debate me for years. I mean, back uh, a couple of years ago. No, I think this was one year ago. Uh, Yeah, it was either one or two years ago. There was this big flap over at Glen Allen High School. They made a video and showed it to the children in the uh, auditorium during Black History Month. Uh, you know, something else I think is 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 just ridiculous, okay? Uh, you know, and I have brown skin, and I'm saying it's ridiculous, okay? But the, uh, the, the, the premise of this film was that uh, a black kid can't make it in America because it's stacked against him. The only way he can make it, he or she can make it, is if white people uh, treat him like he, he, he's uh, perpetually riding the short bus. And I, I found that highly offensive, okay? And this was at a high school that is so prosperous that practically all the students, black, white, Hispanic, is like the United Nations over there. I mean, you familiar with Glen Allen in Virginia, in, in uh, West, Western Henrico? Very, very prosperous area, okay? So there, there are no poor people there. So they're showing a video to the children of very, very wealthy people telling them that you can't make it. And... I, I just I took so much uh, exception to that, and I challenged everyone associated with that: the professor from VCU, the uh, the uh, Democrat legislators, the Democrat members of the Henrico County Board of Supervisors. Man, those guys ran like cockroaches. No one <laughs> wants to have a debate with the Hatchet Man. So if you if you have any influence to try to set that up. I'm telling you, I would greatly be in your debt because I've been trying to debate these people for years, but, you know, they just won't do it. Now, I have not yet asked Gary. So mm-hmm. I'll reach out to Gary and, and I will ask him. But uh, I'm telling you, I've been thinking lately, um, David, that if the Democrats won't debate me, maybe a low-fat Republican will debate me. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and we can talk yeah, about you, true conservatism. Yeah, true, true <laughs> you, Christian you conservative constitutionalism versus this stuff that the establishment puts out pretending to be conservatism. Yeah, personally, I'm 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 just as disgusted with the low-fat Republicans as you would say as I am the Democrats. Yeah, yeah, and I'm so happy that this phrase I coined, "low-fat Republicans," is starting to work its way into the lexicon. I mean, I coined the phrase "Obama scam." Okay, back <laughs> when the uh, everyone else and I tried to tell Republicans do not call it Obamacare because people are going to hear two things: they're going to hear Obama, and they're going to hear. He cares, okay? And so you can't call it Obamacare, but, you know, they wouldn't listen to me. So I coined the phrase Obama scam, started tweeting it, and now, you know, everyone doesn't use it, but the phrase is out there. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, anyway, what else is on your mind today, brother? That That's that's going to be all. Again, uh, thank you for what you do. Your program is very informative, and um I tell everyone that I run across to, to always check you out on Saturdays. I appreciate that. And, of, uh, we, and Sundays, stuff. too. Tomorrow morning, we will play last week's program. So from 9 to 11, folks that are out driving on the way to church, you can listen to the Hatchet Man uh, replay and, uh, and check out the website. Have you been to our new website yet, David? I have not. TheReallyRealDeal.com. Check it out, please. I will. Yeah, and if you're on Facebook, you know, Facebook it out there. 
<laughs> I will do that. I will certainly do that, Brother Craig. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Same to you. All right. 804-454-1366 is the number, folks. 804-454-1366. Yeah, so now uh, back to what I was sharing about the uh the, the desire, my desire to see equal rights, okay, not special rights. And, and again, it's not that, you know, I, ha- I hold any animus uh, against, you know, homosexuals or any, anyone else, okay, because as a Christian, uh, I read in the book of John where Jesus says there's none that's righteous, and he says, and he emphasizes it, he says, no, not one, okay, so all are in need, all, okay, all are in need of the grace of God. And as a matter of fact, among the apostles themselves, uh, Peter tried to say that you, you could just uh, be, you know, work on being a perfect person. And Paul had to say no. So, you know, the two apostles had a debate over that 2,000 years ago. And Paul says, no, we all make it through God's grace, all of us, okay? So, you know, don't say that, hey, all you all, you um, you Christians are being mean to the homosexuals. No, God's word says that all fornication is something that grieves God, that grieves the Holy Spirit. All fornication, okay, which is described as having sex outside of the bounds of marriage. And what is a marriage? One man and one woman. Two men, that's not a marriage. Now, if two men want to get together and fornicate, then just keep it quiet, leave me alone. I don't want to hear about it, okay? I'm so sick of seeing, uh, you know, I'm watching the news, and there's some commentator, and underneath the picture of the guy talking is, uh, you know, Joe Blow, conservative gay commentator. Why do I need to know that? That is none of my business. It's not, okay? And I resent people throwing this down my throat every five minutes. You know, this person is gay. That person is gay. Then go and be gay and leave me alone. You know, there used to be this thing, and, and I, if, I wish I had Googled it earlier, but this thing about a, a conservative and a liberal, and they, they would say a conservative homosexual will just go home and, and be with his boyfriend a liberal homosexual wants to throw it in your face. You know, a conservative vegetarian won't eat meat. A liberal vegetarian wants you to not eat meat. You know, a conservative that uh, does not believe in guns just will not will not own a gun. A liberal that does not believe in guns wants to take your gun from you. You see where we're going with this? You know, folks need to just live and let live. And I just wish that the homosexuals would do that. If you want to be a homosexual, be a homosexual. It's none of my business. But when you start changing laws, when you go after a little old lady who all she wants to do is bake cakes for the community, okay? She's kind. She's sweet. She's nice to everyone. A guy comes in and says, ma'am, would you please bake? And he's been a longtime customer of hers. Would you please bake me a cake? I'm getting a divorce. We're having a divorce party. The sweet little old lady says, well, sir, I appreciate your business over the years. You're welcome to purchase a cake and decorate it yourself. But my Christian faith tells me divorce is wrong. So I cannot decorate your cake 
in celebration of your divorce. So the man just says, fine. I, I don't know if he decorated himself or if he went somewhere else and had someone else decorate his cake so he could have his divorce party. But there was no issue there. Next day, in come the homosexual couple that, again, have been longtime customers. The woman knows they're homosexual. It doesn't bother her. It's none of her business. She's just, she's nice. She considers them friends. They say with their lips that they're friends, but obviously they're not friends. They're liars because friends don't treat friends the way they treated this little old lady, okay? And so what they do is they sue her, and it costs her money. She has to hire a lawyer to defend herself. This woman is, you know, and, and it gets to the place where people that come under these types of attacks what they want to do is they want to take your business, they want to take your home, they want to take your money, they want to destroy you. And yet and still, these people say with their lips, well, we are tolerant. We believe in diversity. We are the people that believe in love. And you conservatives, you people like that hatchet man over there, you all are full of hate. We're not full of hate. We want you people to just leave us alone. I certainly, speaking for myself, I want you to leave me alone. I want you to leave honest, hardworking Americans alone. Leave the little old lady alone and let her bake her cakes. You know, if she won't decorate your cake for your homosexual wedding, go find someone who will. I am quite sure there are plenty of homosexuals that run bakeries that know how to decorate things. Okay? That's what, that's a, like a caricature of a gay guy. Ooh, I'm just so happy and gay. I'm I'm picking flowers. I'm decorating. La di da di da. Isn't isn't that a car? That's a caricature for a reason. There has to be some element of truth in it. I am quite certain. I'm I, as a matter of fact, I'm one hundred percent certain. If all it was about was someone's right to have flowers for their homosexual wedding, to have a cake decorated for their homosexual wedding. If that's all it was about, it is so easy to get that done. But what these people do is they pick out a Christian. They zero in on a Christian. And this is someone that they feel that they can trap them and lie on them and call them mean and evil and deserving to be punished and wanting to use the power of the government as their whipping boy, okay, it's or, or as their as 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 their tool, and it's this is just this is ugly, this is unfair, and this is not in the spirit of the way America was created—a place of equal rights, not special rights. Okay, and I'm so I'm just ashamed of these Republicans. These Republicans, they do not understand republicanism. They do not understand conservatism. And if they do understand it, they don't believe in it. They're lying to you when they say, I am a conservative. They don't, even, they don't even live by the very essence of conservatism, which is the simple fact that our rights and freedoms come from God, not from government. Our rights, they don't come from the people that make laws. And they're using these laws as weapons. It's just weaponized. And this is the same thing that the South did to continue slavery. This is what they did. After slavery was over, they wanted to have Jim Crow laws, segregation laws, unequal treatment laws. 
and wanted to use it. It is not that they they wanted to treat you differently, which is their God given right. It's it's wrong, but God gives you the right to be wrong. God does not give you the right to use government as a tool to beat up on people when you're trying to be wrong. That is what I have an issue with. We're going to take a quick break here. Again, the number, if you'd like to call in, the final 10 minutes of today's program, 804-454-1366, A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Listen as your day unfolds. Challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be shamed to cry. You gotta be, you gotta be bad. You gotta be bold. You gotta be wiser. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VACHristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Each other. 
Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, as we listen to a little bit of Michael Jackson talking about the man in the mirror. And, uh, yeah, I hope some of our Virginia legislators are listening today. <laughs> yeah, a, a whole lot of us, and not just them. We all need to look at the man or the woman in the mirror. And uh, we talk all the time on uh, talk radio all across this nation on how to improve things, and that is always a good place to start, the man in the mirror. And uh, we probably have time for one final phone call. The number here is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And it's been a great program today, folks. We've had uh, Mr. Morton Blackwell from the Leadership Institute uh to, to lead off the program, uh, we got a good legislative update from Caleb Taylor over at the Virginia Institute for Public Policy. Uh, and, of course, Joel Gilbert, I mean, you really, you got to check Joel Gilbert out. You go to joelgilbert.com, his latest movie, Trump, The Art of the Insult. I'm telling you, it is hilarious, okay? And, uh, and, and not only that, it's insightful, okay? It's uh, but uh, really, really good stuff. And uh, but a final thought here on, um, you know, some of the things we talk about uh, all the time. And it all boils down to uh, what is the essence of uh, conservatism. And, and I am convinced that there are many, many people. And, you know, and I used to think that it was just Democrats that do not know what conservatism is because we've been lied on. Uh, by members of the media and the, and the Democrat Party. These people are so good at this. They're so skillful at disinformation and lying. You know, they're like Goebbels of, of it with, in, in, in Hitler's day, uh, you know, propaganda. They're really, really good at this, and they, they know how to target an audience and then destroy someone's reputation. And they've done this to the Republican Party to the to the very word conservative, um, you know they're 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 good at this, and this is what I was saying earlier about uh, how they go after Christians that have anything to do with uh, the idea of marriage, and so they they're going after this idea of marriage because right in Genesis, okay, you have Adam and Eve, and it and it all starts right there with one man, one woman created by God in holy matrimony, and they're going after that. And if they can attack that, if they can destroy male and female, they can destroy the creator of male and female, not in actuality, but in the minds of people. Okay. And so this is the end game. And so you'll notice that there's never a complaint that, you know, oh, this, uh, this backwoods bubba wouldn't change my oil because he doesn't change oil for gay people. Okay. It's, that, it's never that. Okay. It's never that. Oh, he won't sell me a house because he doesn't sell houses to gay people. The people just want your money. Okay. Nobody's nobody cares about you're gay or you're not gay. Nobody cares. Okay. But what what do they do? They pick on someone that is a Christian that they will say, okay, this preacher, he's not gonna marry us. Okay. This Christian florist, he's not gonna come down to the church and put up a floral display, okay? This Christian baker, she's not going to decorate the cake and say, congratulations, Tom and Steve. So, I mean, this is targeting people that they want to destroy. 
These are not nice people. Understand that. And it's not that people like me are mean. People like them are mean. Because I'm kind to all, okay? And my only deal with homosexuals is if you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone, okay? But groups like MAMBLA, the Man-Boy Love Association, the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, okay? These are homosexual indoctrination centers now, okay? The public schools, homosexual indoctrination They are after your grandchildren, okay? They really, I mean, I could really get descriptive here, but, but, but I'm not going to do it. It's the end of the program. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not. And plus, my grandchildren may be still listening. So anyway, it's been a great program, folks. And uh, we just want to say thank you again to all of our fantastic guests. I want to say thank you to the callers. And uh, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of Lee Greenwood as we like to close the program out with And uh, I just want to say God bless you, and I want to ask you again one final time, please keep Richard Lee in your prayers. Uh, I I was blessed to sit in for the Lee brothers yesterday. Uh, Richard Lee had surgery. Uh, He has uh, hopefully had uh, cancer of the pancreas, and so yesterday he had his pancreas removed. So keep him in your prayers. God bless you, Virginia, and we're going to see you right here next week. Uh, And in the meantime, check us out tomorrow morning, 9 to 11, and please go to our website, thereallyrealdeal.com. God bless you, Virginia. See you next week. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston and New York to LA, where there's pride in every American heart.